Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. In episode seven, the hot start that Giannis, the Greek freak, is off to this season as he's the early front runner for this year's MVP award. I'll also be taking a look at how does he compare to some of the all-time greats at the same points in their careers. I will also answer the question, is he on pace to be an all-time great? That and more coming up next on the Off the Glass podcast. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing you a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. I'm your host, Z. Thanks for joining me today. And as I stated in the preview, I will be discussing the fast start that Giannis, the Greek freak, Antetokounmpo is off to this season. And the question will be answered, is he on pace to be an ultimate all-time great? I think so. I mean, he's definitely got off to the fast start here in the season. He's one of the early candidates for the MVP award as his averages as they stand at the tonight, even though they did lose to Boston. Um, He's still averaging 36 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. Um, So his play has definitely been at a high level. Um, The other players that's off to a pretty good start right now is uh, John Wall in Washington, which I previewed that for Washington even do – Great things that Wall was going to have to have an MVP caliber season. And so far, he's not disappointing. And, of course, we always take it for granted. LeBron James has been right there playing really well, playing really solid, um, putting up great stat lines that are MVP worthy. But I kind of, with everybody talking about the start that Giannis was off to, I decided to go ahead and kind of dig into the numbers. So I went to basketball reference and just started pulling up different things and just wanted to look and see where did he compare to the all-time greats at this point of his career. Now, he's currently just entered year five, so he just finished up year four. And in year four was definitely the breakout year for him as he finished averaging close to 23 points, five assists, and eight and a half rebounds. And last year, he also made his first all-NBA team as well as his first all-star team. Now, I decided to grab some of the greats and also some of the guys that play his position, the small four position, and just see how he kind of measured up, see where they were at the same point in their careers. And naturally, I decided to go ahead and look at uh, Michael Jordan. Now, Jordan's stats are just just simply absurd. I mean, year four, Mike was averaging 35 points, five assists, five rebounds. Up to this point in his career, he's already had made three all-NBA teams as well as four all-star teams. And also, when you look at the stats the year before, he came off averaging 37 points per game and scored over 3,000 points. Him and Will Chamberlain are the only ones to do that in NBA history. Um, so I know the bar set kind of high. His stat line is not quite right there, but um, just always want to start with the best. And then I went to the second best, which is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, where he's averaging at that time, he was averaging 30 points, five assists, and 16 rebounds. 
he had made all NBA and all and the All-Star team all four years of his first career. He had already racked up two league MVPs. Remember, Kareem goes on to win a total of six. And he had already won one championship with Oscar Robinson, and he goes on to win um, a total of five chips with the Lakers. So he finished with six chips, six league MVPs. That's why the more I just keep looking at his numbers, and I love Michael Jordan and what he did for the game and elevated the game, and I still consider him the best of all time. But each time I do one of these podcasts or I have these discussions and I look at the stats, man, Kareem's numbers are just re- ridiculous, man. And I'm just starting to think that maybe he was the best to ever play the game. Next, I decided to look at his teammate, Magic Johnson. Now, if you put a finger over his stats and you just looked at, I mean, oh, excuse me, over his name and you looked at just his stats, he had kind of, you know, really pedestrian stats for somebody to con- be considered an all-time great. But it takes for you to really obviously watch the game and watch how Magic controlled the game and what he really made, meant to the Lakers. Because the Lakers did not become a championship contending team until Magic joined the team. I mean, matter of fact, even though Kareem was already there, Kareem is actually the only NBA player in NBA history to actually win a league MVP on a losing team, a team that didn't make the playoffs. So when Magic came, that's when Showtime really took off. That's when the Lakers really came off, took off. So even though he averaged just 16 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds, I mean, he almost averaged a triple-double. He had made uh, two all-star teams up to that point. No, excuse me, three all-star teams up to that point, two all-NBA teams, and had already won two championships. So he was already cementing his legacy as being one of the best point guards ever and also as a winner. And lastly, I kind of wanted to grab somebody um, that was still uh, – that just retired, that was kind of in the era that's more recent, and that was Kobe Bryant. And Kobe kind of came out of high school – not kind of, excuse me, he came out of high school – um, but what I was trying to say is that him and Giannis were kind of around the same age when they came into the league. So I also, for that reason, wanted to compare him to Kobe as well because, you know, Jordan, Kareem, and Magic, when they came in the league, even though Magic, when he came in the league, he came in after his sophomore year. So he was relatively young, which was unheard of at that time. But Jordan had had three years under his belt. Jabbar uh, had three years under his belt. Technically, he played four, but... Back in those days, freshmen didn't play varsity, so he had to dominate the freshman team for a year before he played varsity. So technically he only played three years of high-level college basketball. But Kobe at this point was at 22 points, four assists, six rebounds. He had made two all-star teams at that point and two all-NBA teams. So he's kind of right there in line with Kobe. Um, I, I threw Michael and Kareem out. Those are like really high outliners, but – he kind of is right there at the same pace as Kobe, and, and considering that Kobe came in at the same age as he did, you know, we remember the greatness of Kobe because Kobe played for almost, you know, 20 years, but we forget that he didn't start for the Lakers. Like, that Lakers team initially was Shaq, Nick Von Axel, and he had to share minutes with Eddie Jones, and at that time, Eddie Jones was nice. He was one of the, one of the best shooting guards in the league, so a young Kobe wasn't just going to come in and take his spot, but... By the end of that season, it was definitely showing that Kobe was well on his way to be a, a star and a potential all-time great. So I decided to look at some of the uh, small forwards that played his position. And I took his contemporary, somebody right that's playing right now, and LeBron James to look at first. And LeBron, 
had already made three All-NBAs and three All-Star teams, and his averages was around 27 points, six assists, and six rebounds. So really, really, really good stats. LeBron has actually never averaged less than 20 points for his career score. So he's kind of right there with LeBron. The rebounds a little bit more for Giannis. Um, the assists, really only one more, and the LeBron's points are a little bit higher. Um, I d- had to look at Larry Legend, Larry Bird. Um, I consider right now, as it ranks, I think LeBron has finally passed him. I think LeBron right now is the best small forward to play the game, followed by Larry Bird. But Larry Bird has some really good stats, too. 23 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. So the points, again, very comparable to Giannis. But uh, one thing that Bird did, Bird was able to definitely rebound at his position. He had made the NBA team all four four years and four All-Stars. He was actually the first rookie in NBA history to make all-NBA first team. And he had already won one championship. I looked at next, the first great small forward, Elgin Baylor, whose stats were just simply ridiculous. 38 points, 18 rebounds, four assists. He made the all-NBA team all four years and four all-star teams. But the interesting fact about Elgin is he never won a championship, even with his greatness. And he will later uh, get paired with Jerry West and Will Chamberlain. And actually, the year that he retired, he started the season. I want to say he played the first three, maybe four games, and then he retired. The Lakers actually go on to win the championship that year. So um, who can say, but more than likely, he probably would have been able to at least get him one championship. But as it stands... Um, he retired without a chip, and it's really a shame because it seems like like in life what ends up happening. The further we get away from somebody or get away from uh, from an event, you know, they easily get forgotten. You know, it's, it's really interesting, especially in this era of social media and go, 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 and the next big story, how quick we forget those who come before us. You know, and just as a side note, you know, I was talking with somebody on the street about that, and we was talking about how this younger generation – um, and then I think it's no fault of their own, but just not being taught how, you know, they forget some of our heroes. And I remember in my past job when I was out operating a bus um, for CTA, um, one of the students on the bus, it was a group of them, actually one just one, they didn't know who Malcolm X was. So I had to, in a quick span of going from the red line on 69th Street to 95th, I had to school them real quick on who Malcolm X was. So... Um, kind of same thing that kind of bleeds over in sports. You know, we forget those who come before us. And I know people are going to say, look at the era that he played in. But I always say, did you dominate the era that you played in? We can't control when we was born. But we can dominate when we when we played and um, the era that we played in. And Elgin definitely dominated his. So, you know, salute to him. And then after that, I decided to look at Dr. J. I mean, Dr. J took the torch from Elgin and took the small forward position to the next level. He was doing things on the basketball court that we'd never seen before, the way he was flying in the air. You know, he had the huge hands, the long wingspan. He was able to maneuver, to manipulate the ball in ways that had never been done before. And when he comes into the NBA, remember, he played in the ABA first. He was already technically into year eight of his career, but still – um, when he came to the NBA, he still was able to put up 26 points, four assists, four rebounds. He made the All-NBA team three times, four All-Star game um, um, appearances. And then when we look at his ABA stats, he was just a monster, 27 points, five rebounds. I mean, excuse me, five assists and ten rebounds. And he had won one, AV, uh, one ABA MVP and one ABA championship. So, 
Um, the doctor played at an incredible high level. And again, like I said, from a marketing standpoint too, you know, he took the NBA to the next level and, you know, took it out of the stratosphere. And he kind of was the the bridge that kind of helped the NBA get through some tough times because I can only imagine where the NBA would be if it wasn't for, for Dr. J because at that time in the late 70s, you know, a lot of America was saying that it was it was too black. And then you hit the 80s, overlapping the late 70s, mid-80s. You know, you had the drug, drug abuse and the cocaine. So if it wasn't for Dr. J really picking up that mantle, carrying the torch, which kind of set it up perfectly for Bird and Magic to kind of take the NBA to the next level, um, I don't know where the league would be. So I definitely had to have Dr. J on here. And then the last person I, I wanted to pick was Kevin Durant. Because what got me really thinking about this uh, was that Kevin Durant was quoted as saying that he felt like Giannis not only had a chance to just be an all-time great, but he felt like he had a chance to be the best to ever play the game. And for your peer to speak that highly of you, and we're not talking about a regular player, we're talking about Kevin Durant that, in my opinion, if he stops playing right now, he probably ranks somewhere as either the the third or possibly, depending on how you want to look at it, four, fourth best all-time small forward. Now, if he's able to add another MVP, if Golden State stays healthy, and if he stays healthy, they win another championship, he probably, by the end of his career, I think he'll finish with at least two more chips, possibly another MVP. He'll probably be the third best uh, small forward to ever play for me. Um, I'm going to keep Bird at that, that, at that number two spot. And it was hard for me to take him out that number one spot, but I just think at this point LeBron's consistency consistency in his stat line for 15 straight years and his durability and being able to play at a high level and going to seven straight finals is just something that legends are made of. So um, I did have to put Kevin Durant at this point in his career. He was leading the league in scoring. He was averaging 27 points a game, 6.8 rebounds, two and a half assists. He made two all-star teams and two all-NBA teams. So, obviously, the scoring's a little bit higher, but the other stats, you know, Giannis has more assists and more rebounds. So, you know, it was really interesting to kind of dig into the numbers and really see that Giannis is definitely on par to be an all-time great. And if he's able to really get that jump shot consistent and in this era of pace and space, if he's able to shoot the three, and I'm not saying he has to be – a high-volume three-point shooter, you know, maybe take two to four attempts a game. And if he's able to shoot at least 30 to 35%, I mean, it makes him definitely unguardable because now you got to honor his shot, which up, opens up driving lanes. And with the extra size that he's put on, I mean, he looks like to me he's put on at least 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason because he looks, you know, looks really in great shape. The way he's just bullying guys on the court, just putting his head down, euro-stepping around him putting that shoulder in the chest and finishing around the basket, dunking on people, it, it, the, the sky's the limit for his talent. And it doesn't help hurt um, that he has the extra motivation And because um, he did lose his father tragically to a heart attack. His dad was 54 years old. So you can tell he's definitely playing with that extra added motivation to make sure he makes his dad proud. So I wrote in a little bit more in detail on my blog you can go to theofftheglasspodcast.com, check out the blog. Also check out how I wrote about it. the super team hurting the NBA. Um, that will actually bring this podcast to a close. Just kind of wanted to weigh in on what I thought about um, Giannis and how he's off to the fast start. 
and I definitely think he's on pace to be an all-time great. And only the future will hold holds, and the future holds to see how far he's able to take this. Will he be the best player to only to ever play? Um, he's only 22 years old. He'll be 23 in December. So, as I said before, the sky's the limit for Giannis. That'll bring this episode of the Off the Glass podcast to a close. Remember to go to iTunes, search Off the Glass podcast, download, subscribe, su- support your boy. You can also go over to Spreaker. That's S P R E A K E R dot com. Search the uh, podcast out. Make sure to subscribe, download, like. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at ZJ at Off the Glass. You can also follow me on Facebook under Zach Ramey. It's the official uh, Facebook page for the Off the Glass podcast. As I said, I bring this one to a close. This is your host, Z. Stay safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.